Good day, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 74, season 3. Today's date is November 7th, 2021. I have an interesting show coming up. But right now, uh, the show will go into commercial. And this program is brought to you by Sony Betamax. And this commercial is from 1976. Enjoy, everybody. Dribbles to the top of the key. Shoots. Good. The pitch. A swing and a miss. Strike three. Ever want to watch two things that are on at the same time? Well, now you can. Because Sony's revolutionary Betamax deck, which hooks up to any TV set, can actually videotape something off one channel while you're watching another channel. With Sony's Betamax, you won't miss a thing. A triple play. You've just seen a triple play. No, I didn't. You don't see those very often. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial uh, for Sony Betamax. Uh, I believe that was the first uh, VCR uh, introduced in the United States or first use of people... uh, you know, using it. <laughs> so I never owned a Sony Betamax, uh, you know, for recording shows. I had a Panasonic VCR, and that was VHS. And uh, my brother and I bought it at Video King on West 95th Street in Oakland. And it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful VCR. Uh I talked about that uh, on my blog on Van Chicago Land Stories. Uh, maybe I'll do an episode about uh, Betamax and uh, VCRs and what movies I watched on that. Also recorded shows. We'll see about that. That would be a lot of fun. Okay, uh, today I'm going to talk about something different. Something interesting. Uh, someone mentioned this to me yesterday about... The music they listen to, but what format of music uh, they listen like what uh, like what audio format that is? Uh, they had uh, vinyl records, eight track tapes, tape cassettes, or compact di- compact disc. Which compact disc came in the early eighties? I think about eighty two, eighty three. That's when it introduced. But I grew up in the seventies, and either most people either had uh, vinyl LPs, eight track cartridges or tape cassettes so i will talk about uh what music i i listen to and my favorites on each format which would be interesting also um my brothers had albums too and uh, i will go into that in a little bit okay i remember buying my first uh, vinyl record and it was at Cruising Music uh, 2. That was the second uh, store. It was a music store. Uh, it was located at uh, across the street from Bogan High School on West 79th Street and Springfield Avenue, right on the corner. The The other one was lo- located near Kelly High School on Archer Avenue and 
California. I think that's McKinley Park, I believe, the neighborhood. Anyway, so uh, the first album I bought was at Cruisin', and it was a KTEL record. And you remember those KTEL records? Uh, they used to advertise on television uh, frequently. And, uh, the, the name of the album was called Hit Machine. And I remember, uh, I can think of the artists on the top. I can think of a couple of them. One was Linda Ronstadt. The other one was uh, the Bellamy Brothers. Just Let Your Love Grow. I remember that song. That was pretty good. And uh, and the song that Linda Ronstadt sang was When Will I Be Loved. And I used to play that all the time. And I love that album. I don't know why. Because it was my first one. And uh, we had a record player, uh, not one of those fancy schmancy, you know, furniture type record players. There was no room. We just bought a portable and we played that. Or uh, we did have a turntable, I believe. And uh, it was uh, with speakers. I remember it was brown, you know, kind of light brown. It was nice. And uh, I played that record to death. And then my my two brothers saw me buying albums, you know, as, as time went on. They also did too. And I remember my middle brother bought a couple albums. Uh, the ones I remember mostly was uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band. They had some beautiful gatefold album covers. It was colorful and beautiful. It was the disco era. I mean, go figure. That's how, that's how it was. And the second one he bought was uh, Peter Frampton. And uh, it was the Pink Album, if you remember that. Uh, I can't think of the name of the album on the tip of my uh, tip of my tongue. So it was uh, the songs were "Show Me the Way." That was one of them, and he played that constantly, and it was beautiful. You know, Peter Frampton at the time was hot. He was a big recording artist and very popular. He had that album was so amazing. And uh, the funny thing about him, I remember in the movie, he started with the Bee Gees, uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club's band, based on the Beatles album. Uh, I remember he played at Fort City. Uh, when I was at Bogan High School, I, uh, I heard some people went to see it, and only one person liked it. The rest hated it. <laughs> they trashed it. You know, I have never seen the movie, but I would like to, because they do play it on cable sometimes on TCM. So if, if I happen to spot it, I will record and watch it, you know, just for old times sake, you know, cause I downloaded the songs from the album and they were pretty good, you know, was, you know, but back then it was different. So, uh, I don't know if the, I don't know if the movie's still good today. We'll see. Anyway, then my younger brother, he started buying albums. His favorite group was Queen. He loved Queen. You know, I do too. I love that group. Their music is timeless. You know, based, uh, I think Wayne's World, the 1992 movie, uh, introduced, re reintroduced uh, the group Queen. And then it took off. But people love their music. It's, it's, it's wonderful. I remember seeing the movie Bohemian Rhapsody in the theater uh, about a couple of years ago. I loved it. And they had the music. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful movie. Anyway, uh, the the first album I mentioned was Hit Machine, but my favorite album I bought at Cruisin' was the debut album of The Cars. The, 
that group was uh that album came out in 1978 i was a uh, about uh probably a freshman or sophomore around that time when it was uh, i don't know what month it was released but uh but i first heard their music on the loop on wlup fm 98 with steve Dahl hosting and uh they played that record all the time, and even all, almost all the tracks they played, and I loved it. I was hooked on it, so I had to buy it. But you know what? I didn't buy the album. I bought it on a track. I had an a track. I bought an a track player. I think I bought it at Weebolts at Fort City, probably. I'm not sure. And uh, and I bought that. And I bought the cars, and I played it every day when I came home from school. Uh, whenever I had a bad day at Bogan High School, I just uh, when I went home, I just uh, slip in the cartridge and played the cars, and I loved it. And it's 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 great. I never get tired of it. I listen to every track. Everyone has that. Everyone has a favorite album that they play. All their songs, even they, some songs they don't play on a radio, but they play it, and it's their all-time favorite. That is my favorite. Their second one was their second release, Candio, and I bought that on on uh, a track as well, and I loved it. So I, I love those songs. <clears throat> Excuse me, and the band as well. Another one, another, um, another group I bought, um, which is funny because it was Sticks. Pieces of Eight that came that was released in 1978, and I don't know. I love the album cover and the the artwork, and I I don't know. It compelled me to buy it, and I bought that. I loved I loved the album. I loved the music, uh, and it's one of my favorites. Uh, like I said before, the Cars is my favorite group. And then uh, I I I owned that eight track cartridge player for a long, for quite a while. And then until it died out, it was just, uh, you know, I wore it out so much. But I never bought albums, really, just that hit machine. I don't know why. I never had a collection. My brother did. But, oh, I just remember something. When I was uh, in grade school at Correa's Elementary School, uh, in eighth grade, and the, and you're supposed to walk with a girl or a guy from an, from the from the class down. You know, so you can uh, march down you know, or walk down the aisle at the graduation ceremony. And she asked me, what would I like for a present? Because, you know, she was embarrassed or I don't know, I don't remember. You know what? I noticed one person had the album uh, Overture by Kansas. And and I said, ah, buy me that one. She said, okay. And she bought it. She got it for me, and uh, I listened to the record. I love that album uh, with uh, Carry On Wayward Son. Oh, classic song. I love it. I, it's great. You know, hard rock. You can't get it out of your mind. I never get tired of listening to it. And I I think that was the, the first album that someone bought for me. I didn't buy it myself. And uh, I think I still have it somewhere in the house, even though I don't have a record player. Okay, and... Uh, yeah, I just remembered that. That's a, that's kind of funny, like that. And uh, so I didn't buy many records. Uh, tape cassettes, mm, not really. I have a few in my room, in my bedroom. Uh, I have the Cars, and that. And uh, I'm a Dark Shadows uh, f- fan. 
from the TV show Dark Shadows. And I bought the the soundtrack of the television series on tape, on tape cassette, and I still have it. I got it. Maybe I find a way to convert them to digital. I could do that. We'll see. So I have a few of those, and uh, but then as years went on, my brothers collected tape cassettes. They had that, and from all artists. And uh, an, another fa- another favor of my y- younger brother, which was Queen, was he loved the Who, and I liked the Who. He listened to the Who all the time, and uh, him and my other brother collected uh, cassettes. And my middle brother, his favorite uh, band, I believe, is Led Zeppelin. And who doesn't love them? You know, I wasn't a big fan when I was growing up. I liked the, you know, a couple of songs, but now I love them. I, I love all their songs. And I, I have downloaded on my Apple Music. So that's great. And uh, he collected tapes and albums and uh, wore Bloods Up and Shirt. And so did a lot of kids from Bogan High School. They love the group. Yeah. Okay. Right now, I'm going, we're going to go into commercial break. I'm going to play a commercial, and it is the KTEL Record Selector. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And it's from 1972. And uh, when you listen, you get the general idea what this thing does. So here we go. Are you fed up with constantly searching for the records you want? Are you tired and frustrated from always straightening out your LPs? Now with KTEL Record Selector, this will never happen again. To choose your favorite music, tilt the first record forward. The others follow automatically. Pick your selection when it appears. To choose more LPs, lean the next record forward and wait for your choice. The record selector is a new space-age design for selection and storage of records. Fingertip control regulates the speed of record selector. To replace the records, tilt the first record forward. Record selector with a mind of its own will automatically stop where the LP was taken from. End awkward selection and storage of LPs with Record Selector. Attractively finished in a gift box. KTEL Record Selector. Only $3.99. Okay, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial. Now you understand what the what that thing did from KTEL. Uh, I remember watching that particular commercial on television. It was the funniest thing I ever saw. They have that for 8-track as well. And the commercial show, there was a guy driving his car, and he's an and he's got eight track cart cartridges scattered all over on, on the floor. He's trying to go through to find them, but then he put the eight uh, track record eight uh, track selector in his car. You know, it's not a bad idea. You know, at least it's neat. You know, and also if you have the record selector in your home, you know, I remember going to people's houses and they used to have them piled up and uh, or they put them in a little shelf you know but usually I saw them piled up like that so these days you don't see that <laughs> no, no you don't see that at all so that was, that was funny it was fun to watch too okay getting back to the the program I just remembered what the name of the album was with Peter Frampton. It was Frampton Comes Alive, of course. And it was released in January 6, 1976 uh, in the United States. And then it w- and then in the UK the following month, in February. And the classic, the classic songs he showed was Show Me the Way, Baby I Love Your Way, and Do You Feel Like We Do. Oh, they used to play that 
all the time on the radio, all the time, and it's a it's a wonderful album. Wonderful. This put Peter Frampton on the map. It made him a worldwide success. Yeah. He's still performing to this day. Yeah, but uh, kind of low key. I think he's he's wonderful. He's a marvelous entertainer, and uh, he he made a couple more albums, and um, I think I'm in You, which wasn't that successful, but it was uh, it was pretty good. I like the it was a good album. I like the I like his songs, and uh, like I said before, he's he's very talented. Uh, okay, let's go back to uh, the formats. So either the people that I grew up either had vinyl record, they had eight track tapes, tape cassettes, or compact discs. Now um, during the seventies, it was uh, most had vinyls, or the other ones I mentioned. And I remember seeing the eight tracks or tape cassettes in other people's cars, and then I remember they would slip it right into their car. Uh, I, I did a little history. The first time that a track was introduced, it was like in the mid 1960s. And I think it was Ford with their Mustangs. And uh, they, they didn't put them, not all the Ford cards, but that one. And I guess it just took off and people loved it. Of course, you couldn't put a vinyl record in there. That's out of the question. So I remember, um, like I said, I bought the albums at Cruising Music. Also, I shopped at other record stores, uh, like uh, uh, near my house at Fort City Mall. There was a record store downstairs at Peacock Alley in the basement. It was uh, Village Records, I believe that's what it's called, or Video Village, I think. I think Village Records. Uh, I think I shopped there once. I, I don't remember uh, going the second time. But you also found records and tapes at department stores, and there were, they did sell them. I, I don't know if J.C. Penney did. I don't think I don't remember, but I do remember Montgomery Ward had them. Woolworths, Weebles. I remember at Weebles, I ran into a girl that I, I went to high school with, and she bought a Led Zeppelin record, and she bought it there. You know, and uh, she had to have it, and it was it was fun. It was funny seeing her. That I said, yeah, she says I. I want to buy that album. I, I think she. I remember. I think she told me that she couldn't find it, so that was the only place. Even though it was retail, but it didn't matter to her. Okay, and then uh, so there were other record stores that popped up open later on. There was Musicland. There was uh, Camelot. Uh, some famous record stores in Chicago was the Flipside. Remember that? Uh, there was JR Music Shops. And uh, Record Town, Tape Town, <laughs> uh, yeah, there was Sam Goody. Uh, I remember Musicland. I like that store. Yeah, was, that was nice. And uh, now most of them disappeared. Like the, the uh, you know, the chains. So you don't find many of that. Uh, believe it or not, uh, Barnes and Ro- Barnes and Roble. I think that's what it's called. The bookstore. I used to, I go there quite a lot, uh, you know, to check out some new books and do some browsing. And they had one section where they had vinyl records, which is pretty nice. They downsized it now. There's not much music in there, but they had uh, record albums and vinyl. So, you know what I did? I flipped over the vinyl records, which just like when I was a kid, I, I liked doing that. It was fun to do that. 
And uh, about a couple of months ago, my neighbor across the street passed away and they were having an estate sale. So my mother and I went across the street to look around. Maybe there was something she wanted to buy. And believe it or not, he was a collector of many things. He collected a lot of books. And we went, I went down to the basement and he had a stack of board games for Milton Bradley. And those are fun to watch. I mean, to see, excuse me, not to watch. <laughs> And he had the classic games. And also, uh, on the right side of it, he had record albums. So I'm thumbing through and looking all the records he collected. Most were from the 60s and 70s, like Mitch Miller, Vic Damone, Dean Martin. Oh, it was cool to watch. that. It was fun. I wanted to buy them, but, you know, I don't have a record player. So I don't want, I don't want to be a pack rat and get more stuff like that. So anyway, um, as time went on, I did. I listened to music as just like everybody else. Then compact disc came, was introduced in the early '80s, and I I didn't buy them right away. I bought uh, later on, and I have a collection of that. Uh, it's not it, compact disc is very compact. That's what the name says. You know, but it's not like the album cover. A album cover is like a work of art, and it's gorgeous, but it takes up too much room. Compact disc doesn't, but they still have the album art and the covers. You know, and but vinyl is is wonderful. It is. It's like a work of art. You can just hang it on a wall, <laughs> just look at it. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, over time, I collected compact disc, and then in two thousand. I think one, I believe, maybe the early 2000s, the iPod was introduced. And I still have my first one from Apple. Still have that. And I bought some more. Uh, they don't make iPods anymore. I don't know why, I guess. So uh, Because everything is digi digitized and streaming. They have that. So I do have iTunes. Now it's Apple Music. And I have a lot of songs. And I tried to add more songs that I remember when I was growing up, even obscure ones. Uh, there's TV commercials, introduction to TV shows, uh, and my favorite is Christmas music. I have a lot. I have about hmm, a thousand songs of Christmas music. We lost our plane at the day after Thanksgiving. That's the tradition. From all kinds of artists, you know, uh, today from the old days. Classic songs, I love that. And, uh, you know, music has changed. You know, now vinyl made a comeback a few years ago, and people love it. They really like that, and it's great. It's wonderful that it returned, you know. And new recording artists, they sell their records on vinyl. That's amazing. Uh, I don't know if they sell them on compact. That, no, I don't think so. No. Oh, I don't know about eight tracks or tapes. No, because there's no uh, there's no players available. But there's a way if you have old vinyl records, eight tracks or tape cassettes, maybe compact this, you burn them on your computer. That's what it's called. And you convert it to digital and you can listen to them on your computer or on your phone. You know, how simple is that? But it's not the same. I prefer listening to a record player, an old fashioned record player, sitting on the floor with your friends or on a couch. It's wonderful. So it's a, that's a great memory of, of me explaining and telling you about uh, the music that I listened and what formats I listened. So that's, that's cool. That's really cool. Okay. That'll be all for today. Uh, 
I will do a podcast uh, probably Tuesday. It will be episode 74. I haven't decided, it'll be a special episode, but I haven't decided what. So I'll give it some thought. Maybe it'll be wonderful. I hope so. <laughs> so, you know, my, my brain's just cluttered, so I can't think of any. But as time goes on, I will think of something special to record. And that would be the last uh, episode of the season. That would be season three, but I'll start season four after that. Okay. This is. So this is Van Chicago and Stories, the podcast, and this is Pico Stanis hosting the show, and I'm glad you enjoyed. So I hope to see you, I hope to hear from, excuse me, I hope to hear from you soon and for the next episode. So it's uh, bye-bye for now, and here is Ray Rayner saying bye-bye for now. Take care, everybody. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.